welcome to Mind Space Minimal, a podcast exploring the connections between consciousness, lifestyle, wellness, and aesthetics. We're your hosts. I'm Jessica Yatrovsky. And I'm Daniel Ryan. We hope you enjoy this episode. And today we're going to be talking about Dan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> adventures, uh, adventures in Dan? I don't know. Adventures <laughs> of Dan? Adventures in Ayahuasca with Dan. Yes. Or adventures on ayahuasca with Dan or adventures around ayahuasca with Dan. Yeah. Dan did ayahuasca recently. (laughs) And now only (laughs) refers to himself in the third person. That's, that's the big shift that's happened. Nobody likes it so far, but we'll see how it keeps going. May I share this text with the audience? Please. So this was, um, you did it on a Friday and I believe on, wait, where is it? Where the hell did I text you? And then on Monday, I said, I'm dying to hear everything about last Friday. But first, are you alive? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to bother you like on Sunday. But I was like thinking about you all weekend. I was like, it's very kind of you. Is his brain fried? Like, is he tired? Yeah. You know? And then you said very much so, period. It was crazy, mostly wonderful and positive, comma, but fully crazy. Mm-hmm. So let's get right <laughs> into that response. Yeah. yeah. How was it? What happened? Oh, Jessica, it's some crazy shit. It's real, first of all. I, I want to just kind of align myself with and agree with everybody who's ever talked about ayahuasca as legitimately powerful medicine, a real experience, an experience that can change a person can change their life or their viewpoint or their habits or things like that. Yeah, I, I really hesitate to create some kind of ridiculous miracle cure sounding claim, obviously. I, I'm totally averse to that, but it's real. You know, I, I had a, a, a very powerful experience. We'll talk about why, you know, we'll get into okay. all the details of it. But, you know, just real simple up front, I do want to express that. I didn't know what to think going in. I probably had too many other people's stories in my head going in. I had read a lot and asked a lot of people their opinions, and I probably had too much of that shit in my system mm-hmm. going in. But nonetheless, I still had a very, very beautiful and impactful experience ultimately myself. So just before you go on, yeah. what type of, uh, what, ca- what category is this in? Uh, the fucking crazy shit. Like what drug? Because it's a drug, right? Call it it a drug. drug. What category of drug is it in? You know, I don't have classifications and stuff like that in front of me right now. We psychotropic here. Let's let let, let me let me look it up because I'm please go ahead. While you're doing that, I'm gonna keep talking. You know, because I'll I'll set the scene and the context for for you and for our listeners. Now, obviously, I am excluding all biographical details or any other kind of important details that would uh, would not be appropriate. What do you uh, mean? I'm not going to talk about anybody else who was there or oh, use okay, anybody's okay, okay. names or anything like that. <laughs> well, fuck this episode. I'm out of here. <laughs> I wanted some dirt. All oh, right. You're like, well, <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, there's still plenty of juicy details that can be relayed. 
So the experience, first of all, the only reason I agreed to do it is because I really did feel very good and very safe with this particular group. I did it here in the city. It took place in a shop in Soho, a very kind of unexpected, random venue that was very nice. It was very comfortable. Shop? It was a shop. Okay. Yeah. It was a retail space, a shop. <laughs> what the uh, fuck? Okay, now I have so many questions, but keep going. I know, I know, I know. And for what it's worth, I don't know even that I could answer all of them. I have a lot of questions still that will never be answered. It was a group of eight people led by a shaman and his assistant. The shaman himself was a total character, as I suppose one would expect a shaman to be, perhaps even want their shaman to be. You know, I mean, his personality, I think was a benefit to some people and may have in other people's cases uh, been detrimental just because there was a lot of chatter. There was a lot of talk. There was a lot of uh, a lot of activity at the beginning and the end that did not track with the kind of ceremonial ritualistic thing you usually hear taking place in an ayahuasca ceremony. For instance, I have heard of, now this wasn't my experience, but I've heard of certain shamans that will absolutely only begin the ceremony at certain times, under certain circumstances, when nature and the stars have aligned in a certain way, and where it, you this adhere to... This is just a to- pop-up. <laughs> Where where you adhere to very strict boundaries and stuff like that. And and I I don't want to make it sound like there were no boundaries. There definitely were boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody was told beforehand, you stay on your mat in the experience, no extra noise, no talking, no chatter or conversation, no touching the people next to you. It doesn't matter how close you are. It could be your spouse, no touching. Um, so there really are very clear boundaries about how you're supposed to operate in the ceremony, but the shaman for our ceremony, even those, he would break them every once in a while. Like he would chatter with people and would, would talk to people. During their trip? Kind of. Yes. In some cases. Yes. Wasn't he supposed Uh, to guide, guide though? Yes. And he was, there's also, there are these traditional songs called Icaros, I-C-A-R-O-S, uh, which usually involve chanting and, you know, they're usually not in English. They're sung in Spanish or other languages, uh, you know, and they are these shamanistic songs that are supposed to be built into and part of the ritual. Now, he did that. He totally did that. And when he did, it was beautiful. There was also a lot of pre-recorded music that was played off of uh, Bluetooth speakers and stuff like that. Bringing it into which, the 21st century. Yeah, which was more hit or miss, tell you the truth. There was some songs that had English lyrics, some songs that didn't. There were some musical choices that were recognizable, which is a is something else entirely. Which you Did know, that brought throw with you all. off your trip? Yes, it did. Okay. Yes, it did. Interesting. You know? uh, but here's the other thing I, I can say about this particular group. Everybody there was pretty experienced and pretty competent. It was a slightly older group in terms of uh, age brackets. So I don't think anybody had a bad experience based on any of this stuff I'm, I'm relaying. I'm really just trying to say this guy was a character and the scene was pretty interesting. The scene itself was pretty interesting. Were you guys all wearing white? 
Yes. Okay. Did yes. you all have a bucket? Yes. Okay. So now I have to ask this question because yeah, I've been yeah. thinking about it since the beginning of <laughs> ayahuasca, which is yeah, ayahuasca is a psychedelic, according Correct. to this website. Um, do you wear a diaper or are there enough bathrooms for you guys? Like, where are you shitting if so, you have to shit? This <laughs> thank is you for the question. Like, this yeah. is a serious question. This is the real stuff, too. This is the real stuff. Now, b- before I answer that. So many people uh, just turned this off. <laughs> <laughs> the After this experience and before this experience, you know, there's, in my mind, I have a very unscientific way of classifying psychedelics. There are the ones that we do where we can remain mature adults with control over our bodily functions like digestion, you know, going to the bathroom, purging, things like that. And then there's the category of psychedelics that will take away those functions, will turn us in essence back into babies and where we lose control of our our bowels or throwing up or things like this. Now, one, ayahuasca isn't as powerful as I thought it would be in that regard, actually. I drank one cup and never purged and and digested and metabolized the whole thing. No. Now, if I had had a second, which many people in the group did, I'm certain I would have. Mm. I'm certain. I could feel how temperamental my body was after drinking the first cup. It started working almost immediately. You know, interesting things happened in the temperature in my body. I started shaking. There was queasiness. I had to be very gentle with myself. If I had moved too quickly or something like that, I may have lost it and needed to throw up and and just would have sat up, grabbed my bucket and gone. And uh, but I never had that moment. There's people barfing around you. Correct. (laughs) After just even this discussion, I could throw up right now. You know I'm what I mean? Sorry. No, no, yeah, no, I know, no. I don't I mean like that. I just mean like that's how sensitive I am to it. It is a thing. If for the record, too, this is always why I never did it. Um, a lot of people, yeah, yeah, totally. and and frankly, this is a very clear boundary which I totally respect and understand. And to give a little bit more context, and you and I have talked about this, Jessica, so you know what's going on in my life. But you know, Sarah, Sarah, and I beloved dog passed away not too long ago. My wife and I lost our dog who we love very much. R.I.P. Levi. R.I.P. Levi. And there's all kinds of, you know, just natural passages in life happening, applying to grad school and, you know, midlife and 2021 and pandemics and all that stuff. So all of this, you know, especially perhaps the process of grief that I'm, I'm going through and putting behind me, was I think what put me in a place finally where I was like, okay, I'll do it. Let's go. Let's mm-hmm. see what this is like. Because all of those elements, like I have no interest in the purgative elements of the ayahuasca experience. In fact, it always repulsed me. It always was like, no thanks. I, I, I don't need that part of it. But, you know, I don't know, just all of these passages in life. And and again, this group, this particular opportunity felt like, OK, if I'm ever going to do this, this might be a, this uh, right time to experiment with this. You know, and I don't have to. Go- <laughs> and maybe the last yeah. time. Yes. I don't mean that in a 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, who knows, right? You know, yeah. it could be the first, could be the last, whatever. So for all those reasons, and the fact that I was friendly with members of the group, I felt safe with them. Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know what? These are people that I could listen to barf and that I could barf with. You're a good friend, man. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I don't know. But it, it, it did, you know, just come along in it this way okay. at the right time. Yeah. I felt all right. Feel free to edit out that last line. Which part? Uh, uh, the part about barfing or any other part oh, that no, you no, think no, is no. going to be completely. Well, <laughs> Sorry, what about the listeners. second <laughs> part of the digestion? So, like, were you feeling it downstairs? Oh Cause, yeah, cause, well, because yes. you metabolize or you you yes. got through the vomit, you got through the nausea. Yes, you made so yeah yeah. To go back to the other question, nobody's wearing diapers. And in fact, nobody needed diapers. You know, there might be situations where people do. uh, With what I experienced and what I drank and the people that I was with, diapers wouldn't have been necessary. There There was only one bathroom. Oh, boy. But there was only 10 people in the group, too, keep in mind. And besides that, you know, it doesn't it doesn't hit downstairs the way it does upstairs Mm. um because your body is probably rejecting it right away right yes yeah yeah, very much so you know i'm always curious to hear other people's experiences now but that first cup i was able to metabolize and i think most of the members of the group would have been able to do so as well the shaman told us in no uncertain terms, and he was right. It's the second cup that's going to throw you into hyperspace. It is the second cup that's going to hit the turbo button or oh. or make you purge, you know? But it, you, you can might you do a cup through- and a half? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can say, you know, just give me a quarter cup. But here's the thing. Even a quarter cup, if you just, any, any second round... And my my money says that any second round, no matter how small it is, is going to hit that turbo button yeah. and is going to essentially lead to one purging just because you're so temperamental at that point. I mean, drinking water could make you purge okay. you know, after that first one. Cup. Last question about all the this questions. topic yeah. is that how many people out of 10 were throwing up around you and did it smell? No smell. The, you also, you realize what the shamans and the assistants are for when this mm-hmm. is happening. It's such a scene, man. Do you so walk first, around with your barf bucket? <laughs> you don't walk around with it. You don't walk around. You don't leave your mat. Oh yeah, that's unless, right. You on the mat. Okay. Yeah. Unless you need to go to the bathroom, you do not leave your mat. Okay. Does someone so, escort you to the bathroom or are you... If you need to be, yeah. Or are, yeah. Did you feel okay? Like you could have gotten up and walked to the bathroom? I probably could have walked. I never went to that bathroom. I didn't want to go inside that bathroom based on everything that was going on in the room. <laughs> so this is, again, this is like... All right. There chapter was, two. We got to get into chapter two now. Oh, yeah. there. I mean, there was... Here's the thing, you know, I've said this to a lot of people that I had the experience with, which, again, I, I haven't even told you anything about, like, what transpired within my yes, third eye and my consciousness and all okay. of that stuff. I just wanted uh, to get that out of the way. Those were my questions. No, these are these are important things, man. These are really important things. There was a, a, a part of me, a big part of me, 
that did not want to purge, that did not want to go into that bathroom, that was not there for these elements of it, that was there for a completely different experience, that wanted to metabolize one cup to know what it's about, and also, you know, was there really with the more specific intention of working through my grief and getting to another stage in my my year and myself and my life and look forward towards certain things and not look back on others. So I had all kinds of personal intentions built into my experience, and I was getting everything I needed off of, out of that one cup on the floor, me and Mother Ayahuasca doing our thing. And I, I really, you know, in a very human, in a very... Yeah, just all the things we're talking about. I didn't want to go into that bathroom. So yeah. I, I made sure that I didn't have to, ultimately. I'm surprised, As much as too, I could. Like when you said that you were going to do this, because I always think of ayahuasca as the woman's psychedelic. Hmm. You know, the, the woman's trip, because you yeah. go inward, and it's not yeah. like necessarily positive and a happy one it's like it's more a fe- it's a feminine experience by nature yeah. too yeah grandmother it's just super ayahuasca. inward and and i feel like women are always down to go inward <laughs> when it comes to tripping i feel like personally i don't know that's a sweeping statement but that's all i do mm-hmm. and <laughs> so i thought oh that's interesting like wondering what you're going to come out with i also watched a documentary about there was this guy it was a terrible documentary, so I'm not going to mention the name or anything about it, just that we saw it on Netflix. And it followed a few people's journeys of doing ayahuasca, but doing it a lot, like doing multiple trips. And there was this one guy in particular that just kept going back to, I think, somewhere in South America. Hmm. And he was doing it over and over again. But it was like so fucking selfish because he kept trying to like find or get a deeper something. And he hmm. was like, unemployed or he needed to be working or something and he kept leaving his wife with their babies at home to go down to South America to have these trips and I'm like Mm. I would have divorced that guy but I don't want to get us off track I just thought oh that's interesting because that was like another guy that was getting so into doing ayahuasca trips so I'm curious what your experience was how Mm -hmm. the psychedelic took effect on you and Yeah, let's get into that. Yeah. So it was a mostly male group, actually, which a couple people commented on because, you know, members of the group even mentioned other ayahuasca ceremonies they had been part of. Again, this was my first, but they were like, I've I've never been a part of an ayahuasca ceremony that was mostly men, Mm. you know? Now, these were all, I'd say, pretty feminine guys at the end of the day, tell you the truth. Just like pretty pretty balanced guys in terms of their masculine and feminine, if I may suggest that. But there were a couple women in the group. And the first, this is this is where it's going to start to get uh, pretty woo-woo. Yeah, I want to hear the my, completely my crazy which I will, Which I will share some of on the podcast and, and share the rest with you in private sometime. Oh, boy. There was a, 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 a quote unquote, a guide of mine who I'd experienced in a past life regression that I did 15 years ago, who was a very, very matriarchal grandmotherly figure who showed up almost immediately in my ayahuasca experience. 
and uh, I didn't call on her or anything. I didn't expect her to show up. She she just kind of appeared. Mm-hmm. And I, I this isn't a guide I work with all the time. It's not. It isn't a name that I'm saying a lot in regards to my work because I still work with past life regression as a hypnotherapist. So it's something I think about a lot. But it's it's not a, a guide or an entity or anything like that I've engaged with recently. Anyway, she shows up almost immediately. And I just had this feeling like, oh, this is going to be all right. This can be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Oh, she's here? Oh, we're good. Mm-hmm. This is good. And what's uh, the, is, it, is it visual? Like, are you seeing the room and seeing inside? Like, if you could describe the visual of... Yeah. It's very different than uh, mushrooms or LSD or other psychedelics I've experienced in terms of the visuals. The visuals have... Well, this is consistent with just about every other psychedelic. There's an aspect or an element of synesthesia where you have overlapping and uh, combining senses where I'll feel like I'm seeing something and hearing something at the same time. Or, you know, it's like, oh, boy, what is the sound of a triangle? What is the the (laughs) feeling of the smell of a dandelion? You know, so it's like this overlapping of senses that's inherently kind of psychedelic it sounds like sleep paralysis Uh, to me could it could be that maybe i mean you know there synesthesia can show up you know in good times Mm -hmm. and bad that's Mm -hmm. for sure so you know it's it's kind of tough to describe the visuals jessica you know it's it's as much this sense of knowing as it is a sensory experience it was this kind of awareness again to just talk about that guide it was this awareness that she was there i saw an image but i i felt it more than i saw it and i would say i knew it more than i felt it so i know i'm not being clear but this is this is how it happens when you're on ayahuasca <laughs> this is what happens when you're on drugs uh, fellas this fellas. is it man. this is it so yeah the There was another thing the shaman did say, which was helpful, which kind of answers your question, which he said that there's three places where you can have the experience with ayahuasca. You can be in your thoughts, in the thinking mind, which is hell. You can be in the room, listening to the people around you, watching them go crazy, listening to whatever's taking place, or you can be in the journey. You can be in the experience itself of whatever's unfolding, however the the medicine, the ayahuasca, is interacting with your body, your consciousness, and following that flow. That you're not supposed to be talking, though, to each other. Well, you're you're not supposed to be talking, but where did where did it sound like you're talking in there? Um, like you could be. It was. I don't know if it was one or two. Like you could be in your head. You could be in the room. Listening right. to people. Oh, so right, are right, people right. Talking yeah. No, you're themselves? not supposed to. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's not that you're talking with other people. It's just that you're like, you know, watching whatever they're yeah. doing, which I want to go back to that for a second, because I also I refer to a lot of psychedelic ceremonies this way. But this absolutely is true of ayahuasca in a very positive way, being a little glib. I also refer to this as taking yourself to the asylum. You know, because it really, and, and you just, if you're listening, Jessica just shook her head in disbelief. Because that's like my, my biggest fear 
It's a lot of yeah. people's fear. Is that I'm yeah, I mean, it's, up. you know, it's part of my fears too. You're not alone. You're not alone. It's, it's fucking scary, but. Did you ever. But it can also be very Did you cathartic. have a sense that you would never come out of it? Okay. No. No. You're not paranoid. I. Person. No, I, I never know how much of this or how little is experience and the benefits of my line mm-hmm. of work. You know, I, a part of me thinks that I know too much to be any use to myself. And I, I, I know for a fact, it's not like I have any superpowers or any fucking thing like that. Quite the opposite. And it, I, I never had any concern of myself going crazy. I was always, because this, it's real, man. I mean, there was a point, there was more than one point where I looked up and the person to my right is violently purging. There's a couple people over there violently purging. This person over here sobbing, just sobbing with like these cathartic See, cries. But I feel like you're the used to in that f- though in the in group. I, work. I am desensitized yeah. to that to a certain extent. And I just I don't know if it's desensitization or if it's just, you know, I I know that's how it's supposed to go. So I'm not I'm not right. reacting to that in a way that is going to feel uncomfortable. If anything, honestly, those were moments, I wouldn't say they gave me comfort, but those were moments, what I just said is so sincere, this idea of taking ourselves to the asylum. In those moments, I would talk to myself almost lucidly and be like, oh, we're, we're in the asylum. This is what I paid for. Here we are. Oh God. You know? It's like being in an emergency room where it's like you're, but you do have the sheet or the the curtain and you just hear somebody like releasing whatever in a few a few curtains away i hear you Uh, man see that makes it so much scarier i never i i I, have you been in a hospital the idea of that not enough enough thankfully so to where like i i like that's triggering for me to hear somebody just being like you know i completely understand that you know, that's my yes. poo sound. Yes. <laughs> my <laughs> diarrhea sound. Right on. I totally get that. I I completely understand that. And uh, yeah, the, I, the those sounds in, in a hospital do scare the shit so, out of me. Well, pun, pun intended. Um, <laughs> but when you said it was completely like absolutely crazy, like what, what are you referring to when you're, when you say that? Well, I was being a bit pejorative, but, you know, the whole thing is, you know, a uh, it's willfully a little bit non (laughs) non sane is what I was about to say. There is a great presentation that we watched before doing this ceremony. Again, credit to this group. There are a bunch of professionals and people that were genuinely interested in the right things for the right reasons. So there was this presentation that went around our group that was shared beforehand. It was a presentation done by a doctor at NYU, a woman named Doc, uh, Dr. Hugh, I hope is how you pronounce her name, H-U. And she div- delivered this fantastic presentation where you know, she was talking, I'm paraphrasing, of course, here, but she was talking about how psychedelic experiences compress and mirror the descent into depression as well as the ascent out of it. Now, here were a couple key phases that she pointed out. For instance, when we are slipping into depression, and the scary thing about this is it can be protracted over weeks and months, of course, 
which some you of those just did. Key components. Well, uh, what do you mean? What fr- on Friday can be extended? Can no depression can happen okay, over weeks God, and months. Okay, dear Lord. <laughs> gotcha, so gotcha. She point she pointed out as phases of falling into depression, which are mirrored by the experience of psychedelics. First off, nonlinearity. Nonlinearity emerges out of you know a lack of clear timelines, a lack of clear cause and effect, uh, loss of control is one of the hallmarks both of slipping into depression as well as psychedelic experiences with ayahuasca again loss of you know serious control of things like our digestive system bowels and all kinds of other things an exploration of the shadow as a pathway to wholeness and integration so in psychedelics you know in the experience that i had last friday it was basically saying yes to a very rapid and you know fast dive into the mm-hmm. shadow you know into non-linearity into a loss of control and then she points out in this presentation while there looking for seeds of the ascent looking for seeds of the emergence out of it and as we come back to ourselves literally in psychedelics You know, for instance, again, with something as powerful as ayahuasca, you know, a very strong purgative, as I feel strong again, as I feel like myself, as I don't need to rush to the bathroom, as I'm not worried that I might throw up, these natural kind of just returning to myself physically Mm -hmm. is enough to feel, I think, exhilarated. Were were you getting like, you know, like little zaps? Like afterwards, as no. you were coming out of it, because if you didn't purge and you didn't number two it, then mm-hmm. where did it go? Because I always thought that that Into my body, oh, it's part of you now. <laughs> That's right. That's what I wanted. See, this just proves that you're not human. And <laughs> OK, I'll take, that. I'll take that. I just think I wonder because I know a lot of people do like that element just like you changed your diet prior to that so you would have like a a cleansing aspect of like whatever you happen to purge if you were to purge like that is sort of like quote cleaning you out and um which is really fucking deep like when you think about it like that that you're gonna do a trip that is 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 per is a Mm -hmm. full purge Mm -hmm. yeah so i just i was curious like did you feel oh Where's my barf? You know, like I didn't, did I get the demons out? Well, you know, just to start wrapping up the Mm -hmm. conversation for now, I didn't want to, Jessica. I actually, I, I didn't, first of all, I didn't want to purge because as we've said, I had all of the hangups. I, I, it, it grossed me out. That's not what I was there for. And I went in with all that in my head. Uh, so the, uh, the idea that I always had was that I'm going to have one cup, see what it does to me, make a, the attempt to metabolize it and take it with mm-hmm. me, which by the way, this is another thing. It's all very difficult to articulate, sure. but having the ayahuasca in my system, there's v- a very real afterglow. I've never experienced this with another I substance. I want to point this out. When I opened Zoom... 
you look fantastic. And oh, thank you. like your that. skin's glowing, your hair is is floofed. Like you look younger, it's nice of you to but say. you you always oh, look okay. youthful, but like you look particularly youthful. And anyone listening, like I'm not saying this as a commercial for ayahuasca because I don't do drugs <laughs> and I don't want to do them and I probably might not ever do them. So just know that coming from me that I'm not saying this as some kind of commercial to do ayahuasca, but that you actually look lighter, glowier, youthful. There's a, I mean, I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. I don't know. I don't know if that's the ayahuasca coming through, but there's a very real afterglow, which I've talked to other people about, which is different than every other substance I've ever interacted with. And, and it really, it's making me believe in the intelligence that we hear about inside ayahuasca. And it, it's also giving me reason to believe a lot of the reports we hear about ayahuasca being very effective for people working with addiction and mm-hmm. habit cessation, shifting habits. You know, just the stuff I interact with, I can feel these different responses, uh, and, you know, the, the last thing I'll say for now, and we can have a, a part two and yeah. finish or follow up on this. It's actually made me open to doing it again, unexpectedly. Mm. I'm not running at the opportunity. I'm not booking a flight to Peru mm. or anything like that. I, I'm You're not, not running to get inter- the runs. Anytime. That's right. That's correct. <laughs> In the right company mm. with the right group again, I would do it again. And I would have... And I would have that second cup. Maybe like in a home, right? Like not in a storefront. Yeah, I. Um, it would be nicer yeah. to... Like a Maha Rose vibe even. Place we did it was nice, but um, I'm sure there, there's definitely cooler venues. Mm-hmm. So, in summation. In summation, my experience is, is really still being processed and integrated. It was less than a week ago still that I did it. But uh, yeah, I was worried that your brain was going to turn to mush. I was like, I need to ask him everything right now. Man, <laughs> I, I was so nervous going in. I was more nervous and apprehensive going into that ceremony than I have been about. I can't Casually even think eating what mushrooms. it would have been. <laughs> I mean, just I can't, like I haven't had those nerves in such a long time. For something that I said yes mm-hmm. to, you know, for something that I, in essence, was like, yes, I want to do this, but it makes me uncomfortable. Maybe that's um, part of the afterglow, too, is that you're just like so relieved. Oh, yeah. definitely. Definitely. There's, in fact, they say, and this is consistent with my experience now, the ceremony begins the moment you say yes to it. Just like hypnosis. You know? and, uh, very much, so, very <laughs> much like hypnosis. Yes. And, you know, they even say, too, that Mother Ayahuasca starts working with you the moment you say yes. So, you know, there's all kinds of nice ideas and interesting ideas around how it happens. And then there is a ton of truth to the preparation. And then you're there. And then, you know, again, that afterglow, you know, please, everybody being safe and making the best possible decisions you can make sure that you feel good about your set and your setting. Mm-hmm. But with those things in place, my review for ayahuasca is pretty positive. That's great. Upon first first experience. I, yeah. after this discussion, will need to take a Zofran <laughs> for, for nausea. 
<laughs> right on. Well, thanks for sharing well, your experience. I was I my I was pleasure. like chomping at the bit to talk to you about this, and I can't wait to hear the uh, director's cut on the phone later. <laughs> there's there's a lot there's a lot cool. to talk about. And thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Space Minimal, and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks, guys. Visit us at mindspaceminimal.com and email us at mindspaceminimal at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.